Welcome to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch of Penny Pool Patio and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, even those who may not be biological fathers. You can still play a huge role in the individual's life. And, you know, with this being a sports show, I wanted to kind of take a look at some of the father figures in sports who, of course, are not fathers of some of these individuals, but they still serve that kind of role, that purpose in that person's life. And starting out with somebody, you know, this person to me gets overlooked a lot in this particular sport. And I don't know why that is, but Dusty Baker for the Houston Astros, he never gets the credit that he deserves like he he wins wherever he goes he doesn't have a world series ring as a manager yet but wherever he goes he seems to win whether it's with the cubs or the giants or the reds or the nationals and now with the astros you know houston of course coming off that whole scandal where sign stealing and you know i won't dive too much into my opinions on that subject yet I, I plan to do an episode where i share my thoughts on that particular subject but for dusty baker to be hired as the new manager for this team who won the world series only for that championship that world series title to come into question based on that sign stealing scandal there to me there's no other person that would have been that was suited better to coming in and clean up what the Astros did as far as, you know, when they clean house, they got rid of uh, A.J. Hinch as the manager, you know, Alex Cora is gone. Who is the right guy to help get this team from this whole cloudy situation with, you know, you have players and other teams and managers disliking the Astros based on what they did the uh the the fans we know this is the first year where you know of course COVID was the whole situation last year so there was no full capacity this year those fans especially on the road are letting the Houston Astros have it wherever they go so for Dusty Baker to be hired as the new manager for the Houston Astros there was nobody else who could get this team get their attention you know the past is the past Let's move forward beyond what has happened. It's a new day. Mistakes were made. Even though that Dusty Baker wasn't there when those mistakes were made, he is taking ownership and saying, we, this is what we need to do to get back to competing for a championship and doing it the right way, quote unquote, in a lot of people's eyes. So take a listen to Dusty Baker as he addresses the media for the first time after being hired as the new manager for the Houston Astros. I'm excited to to be here and excited to to win because this is uh, you know my last chance at uh, you know to accomplish the goal. Um, I I was happy, but I wasn't satisfied where I was and what I was doing because um, you know something's missing and. Uh, um, I, I think the Lord gave me the best chance to, you know, to accomplish, you know, what I need as a as a person, as a father, and as a man. 
Well, I think, uh, you know, in life, all of your experiences of your past, you know, should help you in the present. And, uh, you know, I've been through a lot of things in my life. You know, I feel that I can help the players. I feel like I can help this organization. I feel like I can help the city. Um, uh, you know, I wasn't here, you know, when a lot of this happened, but I followed it. And, and I felt very, very badly for, you know, the city and the, and the organization and, and, you know, whatever players were involved. But, you know, this is a new beginning. It's a new beginning for us, a new beginning for me. And I think that, that the thing that we have going, going for us is, is the amount of love that I see uh, that the players have for the city and the city has for the players and also the cities have for each, and the players have for each other. And uh, so it's, it's going to be very, very, very positive. Um, uh, you know, I knew it was going to be challenging when I, you know, when I took the position. But, you know, I've always raised uh, to the challenge, and uh, I know I'm going to do great, and the team's going to do great. Johnny B. Baker, better known as Dusty Baker. He got the nickname when he was a boy. He played a lot in his father's garden, so... That's where the nickname Dusty originated from. And you heard him say in that soundbite that, you know, we grow through things in life that prepare us for moments to come. And Dusty knows he's been through a lot as an African-American male in a sport where less than 8% of the players are black. You know, he, he, he speaks a lot of his time with Hank Aaron, who was a mentor, who... Uh, took him under his wing when Dusty Baker signed his contract with the Braves. So he's, you know, seen a lot in his time in baseball, whether it's as a player or the manager. He's the second oldest manager currently behind Tony LaRusa actively at the age of 72 years old. And like I said, wherever he goes, he has won. Every team that he has managed, he has taken them to the postseason. In his first season as the manager of the Astros in 2020 during a pandemic, the Houston Astros trailed the Tampa Bay Rays three games to zero. They're one game away from being eliminated. He was able to rally the troops encourage motivate that houston astros team they climbed all the way back tied the series at three before eventually losing in that game seven and that's the type of person manager that dusty baker is you know i was reading a few quotes of some things that some of his former players have said about him one guy in particular former outfielder johnny gomes said this about dusty I've never seen someone that hands-on, not fake, know the details, know the stories, relate to every demographic of player. He can just sit and hang out with a hip-hop group, then sit and hang out with a rock and roll group. He can sit and hang out with a Latin group and the superstars and speak Spanish to them. You know, that's something that's pretty amazing. When you can communicate with dip different demographics, the, it doesn't matter race, doesn't matter age, doesn't matter what type of person, that background uh, that person comes from or anything, or the culture that they ha are accustomed to. Dusty Baker is someone who is able to relate to people on any level, regardless of where that person comes from. Another player who looked at Dusty Baker as a father figure was Latroy Hawkins. He was a 
relief pitcher, African-American as well. This is what he had to say about Johnny B. Baker. He said, you know, I'm from Gary, Indiana, and when I played for the Cubs, Chicago was like 30 minutes from my hometown. I would go back home, and there was this corner store we would always hang out at, and people would always ask me, what is Dusty like? What type of person is he like? And he said, Dusty's the type of person that could come right here in the corner with us and hang out, and you would think he was born and raised here. Like, that's how cool he is. He said, or he can go to the White House and sit in the Oval Office, and he'll belong there. He said, he can navigate in any environment. Another thing that Latroy Hawkins also said, he said, back in 2002, 2003, another former reliever, Mike Jackson, said this to Latroy Hawkins. He said, man, if you ever get a chance, go play for Dusty. Dusty is like the best guy in the world. You will love every second being on his team. So, you know, that's just a couple of things. LaTroy Hawkins, I mentioned Johnny Gomes, what he had to say about Dusty Baker and the type of person that he was for them as, you know, he's their manager, but they also looked up to him and how he was able to communicate with so many other people. And regardless of where they were from, regardless of what their background was like, he knew how to reach and speak that person's language. Another former player of Dusty's, Darren Lewis, during his time in San Francisco with Dusty, he said it's almost like he's your big brother and a coach. And for you to see this guy who's 30 years older than you, and he's like your big brother and a coach as well, like I said, that just goes back to the ability to communicate and relate to someone on so many different levels. Joey Votto, first baseman for the Reds. My baseball fans, you know exactly who he is. He'll be a Hall of Famer one day. He said this about Dusty when he was a manager of the Reds. If there's one person that brings more love and joy and passion out of his players, it's Dusty. And, you know, as a coach, there really isn't many there isn't many more things you could say that sums it up. Like, obviously, all coaches want to win. They want to bring that W for their team, for their players, after all the hard work that's been put in. But to hear somebody of Joey Votto's caliber say, if there's one person that brings more love and joy and passion out of his players, it's him. So, you know, Dusty Baker was somebody that God put on my mind. When I was just thinking about Father's Day and I was thinking about the, the sweet spot and thinking about sports and, you know, he just seems like a father figure. Like, obviously, I've never met him. I've never had a conversation with him. But just hearing him speak and that's when I started doing my research of Dusty Baker and the relationship that he's had with his players over the years. And that's when I came across all these different quotes and all these wonderful things that people had to say about Johnny B. Baker better known as Dusty, who currently has the Houston Astros in first place in the AOS division. So watch out. Watch out. Keep a close eye on those Houston Astros the rest of the season. Another coach in a totally different sport, when I started thinking about Father's Day and men in sports who are seen as father figures, this guy came to mind right here. It's a great effort, a great job. And all that matters is learning from because now, in the end of the year, we're going to improve a hell of a lot more than they are. You just keep this in your head and remember this feeling right now. Don't lose it. Bob, 
He's been like a father figure to me. He cares for us not only on a, as a, on a coaching level but on a personal level. And uh, to have someone like that in your corner, and uh, that means a whole lot. That was Tim Duncan speaking on head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich. When Duncan entered the league in 1997, he was the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. And the first thing that Greg Popovich did was take a trip to Tim Duncan's hometown, St. Croix, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And he said they just spent time getting to know each other. He stayed there four or five days, said they ate, they would swim. And he learned a lot about Tim Duncan, the person. And, you know, that's something that goes above and beyond what most head coaches would do. You know, he took the time to get to know Timmy before he entered the league and before he became a professional. And Tim Duncan, as you heard in those words, Pop cared about him beyond what happened on the basketball court. And Tim Duncan isn't the only former Spur to say that about Coach Popovich. Listen to what Steven Jackson, former NBA champion with the Spurs in 03, who is also a co-host along with Matt Barnes on the podcast, All the Smoke. Steven Jackson, this is what he had to say about Coach Popovich. Pop is just a great guy. I think one thing I loved about Pop more, more than anything besides him being a great basketball coach was he cared about me as a person more than a basketball player. You know, when I first got to San Antonio, I had no clue about being a professional. I thought basketball was just a game. Well, he taught me that, you know, you play defense, you'll play on my team. You come to this game and work and treat it like a job and follow the footsteps of these other guys, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Steve Kerr, all these other guys I had, then you'll be fine. And uh, even times when I had off-the-court issues when my, uh, my fiance, my wife at the time, had a, a miscarriage. You know, I was going to the game in Chicago, and I was on the bus ready to go to the game. I remember him and Tim coming and pulling me off the bus, and both of them had tears in their eyes because I was showing strength about what I was dealing with, and uh, I was willing to play. And it was like, basketball's not that serious, you know. We care more about you as a person than basketball. And they had me stay at the hotel, but I wasn't physically there, but I didn't show it. And uh, for them to take, to take the time out to care about me, to, to even think about to see how I really felt and, and, and to send me back to the hotel, that showed me they cared more about me than basketball. You know, that's what... You know, being a coach is all about is showing that love and respect and understanding for your players beyond anything that happens in wins or losses. So to hear about Coach Popovich, the words from Steven Jackson, the words from Tim Duncan, I know Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili have said several amazing things about the person that Greg Popovich is. He's really the epitome of what a great coach is. Not just somebody who excels on the court, but off of it as well. As we know, he has stood up and spoken out about some of the social issues and injustices that have taken place over the last year or so. And, you know, Popovich is just a wonderful role model and example for future coaches to come in the league, whether it's NFL, MLB, high school, rec, it doesn't matter, like, this guy here is just a prime example of what it means to be a good coach, a good person, a role model, a positive example for some of the younger generations 
as they mature and progress and become professionals and how to conduct yourself as a professional, as you heard Stephen Jackson speak about. So Greg Popovich, Dusty Baker, two guys I wanted to highlight and recognize in this first segment, father figures in sports, guys who not only show that love and encouragement for their players on the field, on the court, but the amazing things they do for their players off of it as well. And when we come back, I'm going to share some advice from a head coach as he talks about fatherlessness and how to properly address not growing up with a father. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, or phone 334-671-POOL. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. RLC Shirts is a family-owned and operated custom apparel and gift business. Providing custom printing and embroidery, RLC Shirts can help with no minimum order. Phone 334-899-4339 or online rlcshirts.com. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa. As we continue this episode of talking about father figures in the sports world today, in the first segment you heard Stephen Jackson and Tim Duncan speak on Greg Popovich and the type of person that he is for them off of the court. Not only a great coach, but what he does, how he cares for them off of the court as well. And you also heard me speak on Dusty Baker 72-year-old manager for the Houston Astros 
And, you know, I read a few quotes from former players who played under Dusty and their thoughts of him as a man, as a person, not just a manager, not just a three-time NL manager, but the person, Johnny B. Baker, Dusty Baker, what he what he means to people, what he means to the game of baseball and the love that he shares, the players, the game, and just the knowledge that he exudes for them every single day in that clubhouse. And before the break, I mentioned how you would hear from a head coach as he speaks on fatherlessness and gives some tips, some advice on how to cope with that kind of situation. If you did grow up without that stable father figure in your life or your biological father was never a part of your life. And this is what this head coach, one of my favorite guys in sports, if I if I played this sport at a professional level, this is the guy that I would love to play for and be a part of his team, of his organization. This is Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers during a Man Up Pittsburgh event. This is something that he started with a pastor in Pittsburgh on coming together as men on how to better serve the community and the kids and step up and be the man that you are called to be. So take a listen to Mike Tomlin as he speaks on his thoughts on how to best cope with a situation when that father figure was never in your life and you still are coping with how to best handle that emptiness in your life. Can you talk to just anyone who's been impacted by fatherlessness? Because I don't think it just impacts you when you're young. You know, I know adults that are still dealing with the wounds of fatherlessness in their life. What advice would you tell to someone who has a fatherless wound in their life? To, to acknowledge it, um, you know, and, and not only the challenges that it presented um, in your upbringing, um, but also the challenges that it could present to you in parenting. Um, I think I increasingly become aware of maybe some of the, some of the things that I lacked um, in an effort to, to parent my kids. Um, and, and it creates obstacles and hurdles because, you know, I'm not modeling behavior, father, child behavior that, that I was able to experience. So it's, so, it's somewhat mystical. Um, it's somewhat abstract. And that's something to be overcome. It's something to be acknowledged. And I, I think acknowledgement is the first step of, of minimizing the, the potential negative impact of it and, and to be, be conscious of the maybe challenges that it presents. I'm often in awe of the security that my kids display. And, and I'm aware of the security that maybe I lacked in, 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 in watching them. In, in terms of some of the decisions that were very gray for me are extremely black and white for them. Um, they have strength that I didn't have in terms of security and decision making. Um, and so I'm continually kind of learning, um, I think, and I think we all are if we think critically about it. Uh, those of us that had fatherlessness in our life, um, it is something that we continually um, are faced with and, and have to find ways to overcome or minimize. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers speaking on fatherlessness and he mentioned the first step is to acknowledge that there's 
that emptiness in you where you're you miss that one-on-one that that time with your father or just not having that father figure in your life on a consistent basis he said the first thing to do is acknowledge it and you know that's a lot of times my pastor Darius Creighton back home in in Decatur Alabama he he would speak on acknowledging as well like the first thing you want to do is recognize and realize that there is a problem there is an issue and you know I didn't grow up with a father figure in my life either um you know but I'm thankful for my mom and everything that she did playing both roles playing mom playing dad and the family support that we had around us my aunts my uncles uh my cousins and you know so to me I never grew up with a father so it was it was nothing that I never missed you know it wasn't like okay he's here and then he he wasn't here he was he was never in my life so all I knew was what I knew and so you know everybody has different situations and you know I thank God for the family and the supporting cast I had around me so but everybody doesn't cope with it the same way everybody handles every scenario differently so I just felt like even though you're hearing this after Father's Day that this is something that needs to be heard in general and you know like I said some people grew up without fathers there are some who grew up with fathers but still maybe missing what was needed from that parent son parent daughter relationship I mean there could be emptiness in a two-parent household, in a husband-wife scenario, like just because you're home with both parents doesn't mean you're receiving the the proper love and the attention and the support and the encouragement that you need from both parents. Because it's not just one that you need; you you need it for both. And if you don't have that, if you didn't have that, acknowledging that there is something missing is the first step on healing from that particular situation. Take a listen to this next soundbite from Mike Tomlin again in the same conference, Man Up Pittsburgh. It was held at Victory Family Church in Pennsylvania. This is what he had to say about coaches, coaches who had that opportunity to impact the, the lives of younger individuals. This is what he had to say on coaches who have a chance to be more than a coach. You're not just there for wins and losses. You're not just there to teach the game. You can teach these individuals about the game of life. Take a listen. You know, I'm so passionate about sport because it's, 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 it's always been uh, a teach tool for me. It, it just is. I could relate my experiences in sport to life and learn and grow. One of the challenges that I see in sport these days is, you know, your word means less. And um, I, I think those of us that are in the sporting world, those of us that wear the moniker of coach at any level, uh, we have an opportunity to combat that with the young people that we work with. We combat that first and foremost by, you know, living out the things that we say and making sure that, that we're true to our word. And then we challenge, and we challenge them and hold them accountable to be true to their word. My oldest son has gone through the recruiting process. He was a senior. 
he just graduated from high school and he was recruited to play football in college and to kind of be a part of that process and to watch kids commit and then decommit to schools and open their recruiting back up. And, you know, it was just one of those things that really has kind of struck me like a lightning bolt. I told my son early in his process that if you make a commitment to a, to a university, then your recruiting process is over. That's where we're going. It doesn't matter how attractive the next pursuer is or, you know, however they dress it up. Uh, your word means something, son. When you make a commitment to a university, that's what it is. To watch how the word commitment is thrown around in today's recruiting world where kids commit and decommit, universities offer scholarships but then pull it back, and this shuffling is really saddening, to be quite honest with you. And um, it's kind of my mission based on my exposure to that in the last year to, to really talk about uh, being true to your word and particularly uh, those of us in athletics. It's a shame, but I'm watching athletics be a negative vehicle. Um, and, and usually athletics is such a positive vehicle for good moral decision making and things of that nature. So you heard Mike Tomlin speak on being a coach and the responsibility that comes from being a coach as well. He said, first of all, your word means less. Like it's about what you do. If you say you're going to do something, you're going to hold yourself accountable first because these kids are looking up to you to hold yourself accountable, do what you said you were going to do, show up when you said you were going to show up, and not just say something and leave it by the wayside. Like, no, if you say it, you're going to do it. And he said the same thing for the kids as well. Going to hold them accountable. Like, you're, this is an opportunity to teach them what it means to be responsible, what it means to be accountable, what it means to do what you say. These are things that need to be taught at a very young age. It's hard to teach an adult on how to do what they're supposed to do, how to, if you make a mistake, say you made a mistake and, and own up to it. So this is what's needed in the sports world today, regardless of what the level is, especially for the younger ones, especially for the younger kids, the younger generation, teaching them that when you make a mistake, own up to it. Don't put blame on somebody else that it, it was their fault that, that caused you to, to miss it, caused you to, to make this mistake. You know, if you messed up, say, that was me. That was my bad. How do I correct it? How do I get better? That way they own up to it and they learn accountability at a young age. As they get older, it's not something that needs to be taught again and again and again. Because I see adults, whether it's in the professional level or you know, in the workplace, you still see people who don't want to own up for their error. They want to put it on somebody else. It wasn't them. It's never them. It's, it's, and, and, and it just creates pettiness. It creates uh, selfishness and childishness. And so it's, it's sad to see a grown man, you know, if he makes a mistake, it was not really, well, it's because of this. Or he's making mistakes. He's making excuses for those mistakes. And so hearing Mike Tomlin speak on this is what needs to be done. You have to teach accountability, not only for yourself, but for the kids that you're teaching as well. So they learn those positive habits and you have that positive influence on them off of the field as well. So remember, be committed in everything you do. I don't care how small the task may seem. You never know who's watching you, who may be picking up 
your habits, who may be looking at you as a role model, whether it's a coach or not. You know, make sure you're holding yourself accountable. Be committed. Stay true to who you are. Stay true to your words. There's always somebody looking, listening, wondering if you are going to do what's best for them, whether you realize it or not. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Pinch of Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Our phone, 334-671-POOL. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa. As we close with today's Triple C segment, Corey's closing comments. This is what I want to share with you today. It comes from the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, Michael Malone, and this is what he had to say. Kids are so different today. You have to build them up. Make sure they know that you love them. Because if they don't think you love them and you get overly critical and negative, you lose them like that. I think that goes a long way. He said some players may think, I'm just an asset, I'm just a position, I'm just a stat. Whereas if you want to get the most out of them, you have to get to know them. And those words there coming from a head coach at the NBA level. Well, he's talking about professionals, grown men who are making millions of dollars. And it, it's the same there as if you're teaching five and six-year-olds. You know, I've coached nine and ten-year-old boys basketball this over the last couple of years and getting ready for flag football here soon. And, you know, that's that's my motto as well is to let the kids know that I love them beyond what happens in the game of basketball or on the field or on the court. Like, I show up to their events. You know, I show up to their games and other sporting events. I just want to let them know that I care about them and I love them beyond, you know, the whole team aspect. Like, I'm here for them individually. You know, I've lived at the ball field the last few weeks over the last month trying to squeeze everybody in that I haven't seen during this regular season. And so... You know, that's what it's about. It's about showing that love of God, being there for these kids. Because I remember what it was like when I played and having family and friends come to my games. And, you know, God put it on my heart to show up for these 
for the youth here in in the wiregrass area to be there any chance i get because people that don't know me i'm an introvert i love being home to myself and being in my own little bubble but this is a way that god is using me to come out and to reach today's youth being there if i say i'm gonna come to your game i'm gonna be at your game and so you know i had somebody a parent years ago uh question why i was at games and you know that startled me for a little while it startled me for a bit it really bothered me but you know god god put it on my heart to keep doing what i'm doing keep serving him and serving his people and being there for his people kids the, the children are his people as well and we have to continue to impart positive things in them regardless of the relationship yeah i don't have any children of my own but these are my kids these are my guys that i get a chance to you know impart wisdom and, and encouragement and support any chance i get i always try to teach them to believe in themselves first believe in your talent believe in your ability and believe in one another like we are a team we're gonna have that confidence that we are in this together and we're going to be unselfish as a team as well like we are in this together i don't care if this person made a mistake we're not going to point blame on that person making a mistake we're not perfect we're all individuals we're all humans and we all mess up from time to time so my goal is to always teach my guys to believe in themselves and to be unselfish because i know those things carry over from the basketball court from the football field from the baseball diamond throughout their everyday life moving forward and as we always say there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot